Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the One Talk podcast. You're here with your host, Ryan. And today we've got an epic guest on named Holly Smith. Holly is a happiness habit coach. She's the author of the 30 Days of Happiness podcast and also the author of the 30 Days of Happiness book. She's the founder of BizFit and the work that she is doing is incredible. Her book is incredible. And I don't just say that just to say it because she's on the podcast, but her book was truly amazing. And I feel like it's something that everyone needs to have a read to. And that's why I was keen to have a deep dive into Holly, her journey and her life. So welcome to the podcast, Holly. Thanks, Ryan. Really appreciate it. Really excited. No worries at all. How are you going? Good. I'm feeling good. I'm pumped. Keen to chat with you again. And um, I love the work that you're doing and, you know, the light that you're bringing to mental health. It's really cool. Mm, thank you for that. I'd love to um, start this podcast off just going back to the start of your journey and where it all began, just to get a good understanding for the listeners and even myself as well. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Well, it's like, where do you start? <laughs> um, I can start from, I guess, where I grew up. So I'm from Brisbane. So um, always been from Brisbane. Half my family's actually German. My other half's actually English. Um, mm. but I'm full Australian. So um, yeah, no, I grew up in in Brisbane and always I was a horse rider so I was an equestrian so I literally my whole life growing up I was like riding horses day and night I was competing and by the age of like 8, 10, 12 I was pretty much like breaking in horses selling them like oh that was my life I loved it my goal um, pretty much was to get to the Olympics for show jumping like that was my goal that was my passion that was the reason I woke up every single day um, and yeah anyway so I, going through I guess you know my primary school years I always hated school like I've always hated school mm. and you know um, I look back and I go oh, I could have you know changed my mindset around it but yeah eight years old you don't know <laughs> but I actually like I generally hated school I hated you know sitting around um, you know lunchtime with fake people who would just gossip I yeah. hated the fact that you know I would pretty much have lunch breaks and then go into a work period where you pretty much do nothing and there's no attention behind it. And I think as well, like from quite a young age, I was very intuitive. Like, I don't know mm. why, but I was very intuitive with like, you know, who you surround yourself with is who you become really intuitive with people's vibrations and energy levels. Like I'm very, um, I'm very touchy. Like I, I, I know if someone is like my person straight away, I know like, you know, just from their presence. Mm. Um, anyway, so like I think growing up as well, like always, I always found like my close friends. And always had like two or three. And now I have an amazing group of friends. Mm. Um, but yeah, always hated school growing up. Didn't like the curriculum. And then pretty much high school, um, we moved. So my parents were never together. So never together. Like I pretty much grew up with separate families. I was pretty much Hannah Montana. I grew up in the country and then my dad had the beach life. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, best of both worlds, which I had a great childhood. I can't lie. But yeah. there was a lot of emotional baggage, I guess, from that. So, like, you mm. know, like things I didn't even realise until I was older actually, like, you know, triggered, you know, emotions that I didn't even know affected me because I didn't even see my parents break up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I went through, like, a lot of things like, growing up. Like, I was literally de classes depressed in grade one. Um, and I don't know why. Like, I remember my mum telling me this story when I was in school and I was just sad every single day. Like I do remember grade one really well because I was literally just sad every single day, like as class, a six-year-old. Class is depressed in grade one. Yep. Yeah. yeah well. So I literally was like sad. Like I cried almost every day going to school. I don't, I literally don't even know why. I was like a tiny child 
Mm. And I remember being in the counselor's room and they were holding up, you know, two cards and one of them was a sad face, one of them was a happy face and always pick the sad face, right? And then Mm. I think the whole, I think that was my realisation that my parents weren't together and seeing everyone else's parents together. Like, I really actually don't even know to this day. So maybe that's something I need to go back on. But anyway, long story short, in my teenage years, we moved off acreage into a normal housing block. Um, both my horses died, had to get put down, um, mm. and my whole purpose was gone. Off acreage, never been an house out of spoil, never been in a normal house block in my life um, with the neighbours flushing their toilet right next to me. Um, both my, my, my purpose, the reason I woke up and was going to, you know, make something of my life was gone completely. Yeah. Like they were like my best friends. I literally like trained them. I put my soul and my hard work into them and then they're just gone, you know? And then my whole purpose, I was like, now what do I do with my life? I was always into fitness growing up. Like always loved the gym, always into fitness. But pretty much like after that, I was like, well, you know, what's life? Mm. And yeah, I just found the trap of, I ate really bad, put on 10 kilos, like just pretty much got really depressed because I had no purpose and I hated school. Like pretty much everything in my life, I just hated, right? My mindset was shit. Yeah. Like, sorry. Yeah. I just want to ask a question. Like, because you said growing in grade one, you were classes depressed and you're pointing out the sad pictures. Was there ever a time a rise came where you felt happiness or was it just that more of a steady level of feeling sad? And then once that grief happened with the horses, sorry to hear, it felt like it just even declined even further. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I think the only time I really felt happy was when I was riding my horses because mm. I had intention and purpose. Do you feel like that was like a connection to yourself as well? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like that was my outlet. Like, you know, people mm. go to the gym, people write, people kick the soccer ball in the backyard and that's their outlet. My outlet, yeah, my outlet is literally was to, you know, ride horses, right, and train them and put my energy elsewhere. So when I didn't have that outlet anymore, I guess... I went to like, you know, drugs and partying every weekend and emotional eating. That was mm. a big one for me. Um, surrounding, I let myself be sucked into the trap of, you know, wanting to, you know, be the best and, you know, just hang around the wrong people. If that makes yeah. sense. So um, after going through that, like I literally, I think, yeah, throughout my life, it's really interesting going back and talking about my life because like it's very rarely you start from scratch and talk about your whole journey yeah. unless someone asks you, right? So I think you find out things the more you talk about it. And I remember being, I think I always, I always held a lot of emotion in as a kid. Like mm. I never ever knew how to express my emotion very well. And I was the kind of person who would hold in grudges, hold in like emotion, and then all of a sudden just burst out in anger. Like I was quite an angry teenager. Mm. And I like, just yeah I just hated everything I hated my life I hated everything like I remember being like probably 14 I was like mom I want to kill myself like I want to die like just like you know like I just hated everything really so sad yeah and yeah I was 16 I was like pretty much like had a lot of like other issues going on with my dad and just you know just finding out who I was I was so lost and um, like I've kind of, I guess, kind of grew up Christian, you could say. So I kind of lost my identity in the worldly things. Um, so, yeah. And then I remember just once I was just like every single day, I just wanted to die pretty much my whole teenage years. I was like, I want to die every single day. And I just would hope I'd be in a car crash so I could die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every single day. And um, yeah, I don't know. And then one day I was like, I was just so depressed and sad. Like, I guess I... I was never, I never, saw, I never went to seek help. 
that was my issue. I never went out to say, hey, I'm hurting. I need help because I my ego was just too big. Yeah. <laughs> how know? old are you, 16? Oh, yeah, back then I was the 16. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 16. So, um, yeah, my ego is too big. I don't want people knowing things mm. about me. And sometimes, you know, it's just the last two years I've actually started opening up about, you know, stuff I'm going through because you guys are going through it as well. Um, yeah. I've always been very, like, conservative with everything so I thought you know like no one needs to know what I'm going through that kind of thing like and I think it was also as well not feeling loved as well growing up like that was a really big thing so you think all right well no one else loves me and no one's going to care if I die and you know all the stupid stuff you think in your head um that we all you know we have those thoughts anyway so long story short I um was like the last thing I was like nah that's it I'm gone tomorrow I was like I literally was like reached out to God I was like God save I was like you know what if this pain doesn't go away and this hate for my life and you know all the crazy things I get goosebumps talking about it. I was like nah I'm done tomorrow like I'm literally done like that's mm. it I'm gone um and then pretty much woke up the next day with no suicidal thoughts no hate for life like it was a miracle so from then How- onwards yeah yeah I was gonna say like going straight to the next day and feeling like that was a confusion or was it more so you had the answer I think it was an answer yeah. it was an answer that I had something bigger for my life than hating mm. it you know it was actually it's almost like you just like god just like switched my mindset to see the things in life that i didn't see before because i was so self-centered did you have a dream that night or you just woke up and you just felt like you had a calling or a connection to god that's a really good question i can't actually remember because it felt it was so long ago now but mm. i do know for a fact i woke up and it's like for example you know when you like just have a really good cry and then you wake up yeah. in the morning you're like ah i feel fine now <laughs> i haven't <laughs> had one of them in a while but when you do, um, it was a little bit like that, but it was like my it was like my eyes and my brain opened. That's mm. the best way to explain it. It's like clarity. That's what it is. Like clarity. That's it. Like it's just when you're like, oh my gosh. It's like when mm. you're trying to solve a puzzle or you're trying to solve an issue and you're like, that makes sense. It was almost just like my I just could see properly. Hair and that is literally giving me goosebumps because yeah. of, like in myself, my own experience, people have talked to and worked with like that feeling of depression and suicide ideation is so real and it's such yeah. an embracing feeling that we feel. And to be able to overcome that is such a beautiful thing. And to hear your yeah. story as well, because it's so unique. And I feel like that's the beauty of it because, you know, you just, you're so in a sense, we'd say you're just that desperate to find a way and to keep going to find the an answer. And the more you ask that question was then a pushback of answers and solutions. And then that's when that connection of God became deeper. That's exactly right. And mm. that's and all you have to do is ask. Like that's yeah. a big thing. I never asked anyone else for help. I mm. never even asked my best friend. I didn't even I was like embarrassed. Right. Yeah. Um but I went to the only thing that I knew, and that was God, the universe, whatever anyone's listening to us believes in. And I still do it to this day, is like ask the universe what you want. Mm. Um, and it will and you will give it to you. So for example, if I lost my car keys, I'll be like, All right, where are my car keys? Show me where my car keys are. And mm. give me two minutes, I've found them every yeah, time. That's yep. epic. Yeah, you got your own yeah. process for um, finding out this problem or finding out the answer. Yeah, I do it with car parks too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like everyone's like, Holly, why are you always get a car park? I'm like, trust the God. <laughs> yeah, trust. I did that too. Like, someone, I'll be in like a meeting with like 20 people and someone will ask me a question. And I'll just stop there, close my eyes and take deep breaths, like meditate for like 30 seconds. Mm. Everyone just looks at me like, what's he doing? And I'm like, I'm getting He's the answer. for a car park. <laughs> yeah, I'm asking for a car park. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so cool. Like, 
um, your perspective on how you find those answers as well. That's really cool. Yeah. And that's interesting. Like I was thinking, I haven't done that in a little while and it's actually an exercise that I like to do is that I'll sit down, I'll meditate, I'll just be in a meditated state and I'll just ask. Yeah. The universe, I'll just like ask, I'll be like, how do I make this amount of money by Mm. doing this? And, you know, revelation and clarity and all these kind of things will come and that's when it's really important you sit down with a notepad and pen. Yeah. I know someone who does that actually when when he takes a THC gummy. And then mm. he does it yeah. and he gets all these new ideas and yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, that is very interesting. So now a lot of people become very creative as well. Mm. Once you taste, take things like THC, even alcohol yeah. or any type of substance, it just helps trigger that um, theta brainwave state yeah. and get you in that Literally. creative mode. Yeah. So um, just want to bring it back to that moment of the day you woke up and you didn't feel depressed anymore, any suicide ideation. Like what was the first step you started to take from that? Mm. I was just like I started just I went to the gym like a bit similar mm. to you like I just I I always loved fitness but I fell off the wagon because I just felt like I wasn't even good enough to go to the gym and I, I was still on my L plates and I lived in the middle of nowhere and my mum would drive me anywhere so I was stuck as well like when the day I got my P plates I cried like literally I cried in front of the man he's like oh are you yeah. okay but it was just a weight lift on my shoulders it means I was free I could actually go to the gym and get a membership. I could actually, you know, could do my gym workouts at home, but um, I think I still did it eventually. I can't remember. Anyway, so I went to the gym. I just wanted a different, you know, different area where, you know, you put your earphones in, you do what you want to do, and then you can mm. leave. Um, so the gym became then my new release then yeah. from horse riding. That makes sense. And, yeah, no, did that and still, you know, still love the gym and um, whatnot. And... What else? No, oh, that's did, right. I was going to say, did you start competing as well, I saw? Yeah, so I competed. Yeah, yeah so I was supposed to compete last year. Then mm. it got cancelled twice. <laughs> and yeah. I went through a whole year prep. It was really hard on my body. And then it, I was going to do April this year. And then I just was not in a good headspace. And then, um, yeah, finally competed. And, no, it was a really great um, experience. But yeah. I personally wouldn't do it again because it's just it doesn't align with my purpose right now and my values. Mm. So, yeah, but everyone's different. That's a great awareness because our goals and aspirations always evolve through life, you know, like that's it. the things you're doing now could be different in three years, but it's all just about becoming present and what we're doing in the moment and mm. just making sure we're fulfilling that. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. And it's and, and you know how they say like, oh, you know, some people are supposed to be in life for a season. Some people are supposed to be mm. in life for like a long time and it's all for a specific purpose. I think it's the same with goals. Like you just hit the yeah. nail on the head. Like, I think this time when I was, you know, went to compete um, in bodybuilding, I was, I don't know, just my passion and my excitement was not there because I believe that purpose and that goal was supposed to be the year before, if mm. that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. That's just my headspace maybe. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. I agree with you too. And also like reflecting back on the past, the times of the struggle, just one last thing I want to touch mm. on with that is that the amount of strength and resilience that would have given you now going forward, because even the traumatic events can be the most powerful things in terms of drive in our life and using that as an energy force. Because I say to people when something disappointment happens to them, I always say um, energy can't be destroyed. It can only be converted. It's up to you mm. to where you convert that energy. Well, I like that. Whatever you choose it will be positive or negative, but you've got to make it, you've got to make a decision. And mm if you constantly reflect on your past and the 
trials and tribulations of life and you use that as a drive, you can literally accomplish anything you want in life. And that doesn't even mean financially. It could even be like mindset, mental health or relationships or whatever it may be. And I've seen that within you. <clears throat> oh, sorry. I've seen that within you. Like just by following you and having mm-hmm. another podcast with you, just seeing what you've achieved so far in your young life. Like you've become an author, you got a podcast, you got BizFit, you've done competitions, you're engaged. Like you got so many cool opportunities that have happened in your life from the bad things that have happened, but then you've used that as drive and as a force to push you to do what you're doing now. That's exactly right. Hit the nail on the head. Mm. And you know what? Still to this day, like, and I think it's because when you learn to love yourself, like you speak highly of yourself and not Mm. in a cocky way, but in a true love self way, because you know what you've been through, right? Yeah. And you know what you can do. Um, And I'm definitely one of the most resilient people I know. Like mm. I'm extremely resilient um, and in different areas of my life as well. Like I, even my mum, like she was like, Holly, you will do the best at everything. Mm. Like even growing up, she's like, Holly, you do the best at everything um, you possibly could do and you put your, you know, your soul and your heart into it. And then once that season's up, you move on kind of thing, mm. right? Um, yeah. But that's why habits, I'm so obsessed with habits because habits help you build the resilience to stay disciplined because um, you need well, you need discipline to create a habit in the first place, right? To stay yeah. consistent. That's a ritual. Um, so that's why I'm just so obsessed with habits because it's literally like the habits in my book are what reconstructed my subconscious mind to then wake up happy every single day. So that was like, I guess, from when I was 16, wake up with a miracle, started going to the gym. I was then, um, yeah, got this revelation pretty much to write the book. Mm. Would you say like starting to go to the gym was the first time you had like, the trigger of thought that you need to have habits in life? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I think I would as well, like growing up, um, I was always obsessed with habits. Like I was mm. that person who would be like 14, 12 years old and looking up morning routines from billionaires <laughs> or like how to have a successful morning routine, a successful productive day. Like who does that at 12 years old? Most people are watching makeup videos or stupid vines or whatever yeah. it was back the then. Vines, so, yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> vine variations. Um, yeah. And I was, yeah, I've always been obsessed with habit, routine, lifestyle. Um, but I feel like once I was able to find my true self, my authentic self, and that was probably when I left school mm. and actually started living my purpose and my passion and going into fitness industry. Um, yeah, that's when I really just felt like, all right, well, habits is literally what changed my life. How mm. can I now help others do that? Yeah, 100%. It's like being aware of your habits because the more conscious we are of our actions, then we can start determining the outcomes we get in life. But then, like you said, it's just building discipline on top of that. So what what would you say helps you with discipline in life? Yeah, Um, You've really got to, like, there's got to be a deep, meaningful reason why you want to achieve something or why do you want to stay disciplined in the first place? Like, that's really Mm. what you got to ask yourself. Like, no one, I literally use this analogy to all my clients. They're like, like, I'm not motivated, but like, who wants to wake up at five o'clock to go to the gym for absolutely no reason? You know, (laughs) like, no one wakes up at five o'clock and goes, oh, I'm going to go to the gym today for no reason. There's usually a reason. I want to feel good. I have more energy. I want to lose weight. I want to finish my wedding dress. Like there's a deep, meaningful reason why you'll get up early before Mm. you have to go to a massive work day to get to the gym. So that's a perfect example. So how do you stay disciplined with that? All right, you've got to understand why and have a deep enough reason why that it gets you out of bed in the morning. So for example, 
if I'm laying in bed and I know I've got to meet a client at seven o'clock and he's dealing with some really tough things, maybe like mental health, this and that, mm. that's my reason to wake up in the morning. I've got to be there for my client. I've got to be, my mental headspace has got to be there for my yeah. clients, right? So at five o'clock, I generally I'll wake up with energy now because I've trained myself to do that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that's another thing. You can train yourself to do anything. If you train yourself to do anything, then you'll be easy to stay disciplined. Thanks. But yeah, it's knowing the reason why like you want to do absolutely everything. Um, but you've got to go deeper than just go, oh, just because just mm. it is or something like that. So um, yeah, I don't know. That's probably what I'd say with discipline. I think that was a perfect answer, to be honest. I'm so glad you touched on it in depth like that because understanding why is so crucial in so many aspects of our life, but especially with discipline. Because like you said, the more we understand of the reasonings why we're doing what we're doing, then we have a better understanding of when to implement discipline in each area of our lives. Because yeah. I know with me in my past, I've been disciplined in things that I didn't even believe in. <laughs> For yeah, some reason, I was just exactly being disciplined. Right. And yeah. it's just, honest, like even with gym, like I've always gone to the gym for like the last eight years. And first of all, it's just like just being disciplined for the sake of it. But yeah. then once I and I asked that question to myself, like, why do I go to the gym? It's because mm. it keeps me in a good mental mind state. Like, because I feel if I don't go to the gym for at least, like if I have like a three-day break, I start feeling like a bit of a decline mental health-wise. Mm. I'm like, well, that's my why. And that's why I keep showing that's up. It. And yeah. now it's like, even in times where I don't feel like going, like there's still not that thought in my mind where it's like, you're not going. Like I'm always going to go. Yeah. That's exactly right. It's not an option. It's just part of who you are. I think that's when mm. a habit becomes who you are and not just a habit, um, that's when you know you've cracked the code and you kind of know mm. if it fits in line with your values and where you want to go. Um, but, yeah, like I even like going to bed, like, for example, my clients will, um, you know, struggle to get in bed on time. Or alcohol is a perfect example, like not drinking on the weekend. So mm. what is your deep enough reason why you're going to sit there with your soda and lime and no alcohol in it and you know have fun with your friends or try to and then go home have a good sleep and wake up and get a heap of work done or mm. you know have an epic day because you're not hung over like people take a little while to really understand it but it's not until they do it or experience it or experience the lows um, mm. like you do with the decline when you go to the gym or experience the highs of simply going well, I felt amazing. I'm never doing that again kind of thing yeah. um, that you actually start to form a different kind of discipline because it's more of an emotional attachment. I think you have to that action. Mm. It's such a cool topic because like, we can break it down in so many ways, yeah. but like, I feel like a lot of people fall short of their goals because they haven't understood the reason why the, they got yeah. the habit yeah. of doing what they're doing every day. They're trying to achieve that goal. Let's just use fitness for an example. People may not lose the weight they want to lose because they haven't understood why they're doing it, which then might not bring in the belief mm. of that they can actually achieve that. That's it. Mm, that's really that's cool. exactly right. And that's a whole nother thing is really the belief system of um, not of, of your why. Like, can you actually believe mm. that you can wake up in the morning to go to the gym so you can lose weight for new wedding dress? And that's all understanding the why. And in my book, I've got the seven reasons why exercise a lot of people do the five reasons i love the mm. seven because the extra two deeper levels just yeah. add that you know bit of pepper on top <laughs> kind of thing and allows you to go that little bit awkward deeper when i do uh, when i do the seven why exercise uh, with people they mm. i get to like number six and they're like oh i don't know i have yeah. no clue how am i supposed to answer that and i'm like stop <laughs> thinking just say <laughs> and i think like but even yeah, um it's cool exercise 
Yeah, going back on that, I think that the belief system can also relate to another part of your book that you talked about. Um, I can't, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's around being cautious of the word you use and the way you talk, mm. because the way we talk and the language we use yeah. does embody beliefs within us. And I feel like this is just like become like a pyramid effect down to the bottom. Now we're at the core of it, of like the language yeah. that you use on a daily basis then becomes beliefs that we believe in. And those beliefs will then create the habits and discipline mm. into our life. And that's such a cool breakdown when you truly think mm. about it because we're able to get to the root of it. And I really enjoyed that when I read your book, when you talked about language and being cautious of the words that you use because like it's super an important thing, like just catching yourself out instead yeah. of saying like, I will do this, say I am doing this. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And you know what? It makes me so happy that you love reading that because that is the first thing that if anyone is going through like, a, I guess, struggling with negative negative thoughts or they're not actually living the life that they want to live, change your atmosphere, change your posture, change your words, and it will change your mindset automatically, right? Um, and catch your words is the biggest thing. It's like I do one thing that I started when I was, oh, I don't even know how old I was. Maybe it was even during school. I don't even know where I came up with these habits, to be honest. It's just like revelation maybe. <laughs> but it was like I was still quite in my teenage years and I um I just said to myself, I was like, I'm not, I think because I didn't want to go backwards. I didn't want to mm. go back to that 16-year-old, you know, like person who overate and was depressed and sad. Um, so yeah. I think all these habits maybe subconsciously came from that um, or consciously. Um, so, yeah, I guess from what were we talking about, and I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> And uh, the language, the language oh, that we use. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm terrible with that. Um, yeah. So the language you you use. So I think I was yeah again in my teenage years, and I was like, I am not letting anything come outside my mouth, and I'm going to train myself to not speak anything negative about anyone, not myself, not any swearing, nothing, no negative vibration. I will lay outside my mouth. Mm. It it's very hard because you got to think before it comes out of your mouth. Yeah. Right. Um. So. Yeah, this is the way I like to think of it. So the thoughts, where your thoughts control and where they come from. All right, it's from the external sources. It's from like belief systems in the brain. Uh, and then it goes to your mouth, all right? Well, you speak out loud and then it goes to your actions. So it's almost like, you know, it's like, again, like a pyramid. So what do I need to do to change my thought process to make sure my words come out clean, positive, happy, have a good vibration? Mm. So that was probably the number one habit that fully changed my life. I think smiling was a big one, smiling yeah. more posture affirmations but then affirmations is part of you know speaking positive words mm. but catching your words catch yourself gossiping catch yourself talking shit about yourself <laughs> like let's be honest catch yourself um you know like just saying stuff that doesn't need to be said you know like i didn't really need to say that like it didn't really you know like i probably could have said something else like it's just being aware of the mm. words that you speak because most of the time we're not aware of the yeah. words that come out of our mouth. So we need to learn it and a habit to catch them. And, oh, my gosh, change your life. Mm, boom, mic drop. That was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I'm glad you touched on, like, the things outside of, like, mindset, even though it kind of is in a sense, but posture and smiling. Mm. Like, just to change change your posture and smiling because I read in the book how you say smiling is contagious. That's so true. Like, the amount of times I've walked past people on the street and they just don't look like they're having a good day. I just smile and you yeah. just see them like it just changes a little bit within them. And that happens yeah. to me too. I'm not sure if I said this on your podcast um, when I was a guest, but I was driving for a drive-thru and um, 
I usually do like good deeds in drive-thrus. I usually pass out notes to the ladies who do my um, orders. And oh, I love that. Yeah, so I always drive through. I have a notebook of my car and I always write a note and then like they give me the coffee, I give them the note and drive off. But oh, this cool. one day I was in Zarafish drive-thru getting the coffee and um, the one day I didn't have my notebook. I was like, oh no, I can't do it. And I was like, it's okay, I'll do it next time. Anyway, the lady in front of me ends up paying for my old order she sticks her head out the window and she's like smiling as biggest grin on her face with both her hands in the air waving like that. And I was so like, beautiful. I nearly teared up. I was like, oh my God, this is why. Oh, I literally would have cried. Yeah. That's <laughs> why I was like, that's how much of a positive influence you can have on someone else just by the actions you take or even simple things like smiling or doing the good deed. Yeah. That's it. Isn't it interesting though that it happened on the day you didn't have your notepad? <laughs> yeah. That's I- just like, it was like, you know what? God was like, it's your turn. It's your turn to be blessed. <laughs> I like that was like, I'm because like, it's very rare that humans just get like happy out of nowhere, like as a shock happy. And like, yeah. that was that moment. I just couldn't stop smiling for like, because this happened at like six in the morning, literally yeah. like eight o'clock that night. I was still smiling from it. And I was like, wow, that that's was powerful. So I love that. And it's, that's the power of like complimenting people. Like I was at Boost Juice mm-hmm. the other day and I was just like in my own thought, you know, when you're just like, I, I, I can think quite deeply and I'll be like, oh, where am I? <laughs> so I have to always train myself to be present in the moment. Um, that's why meditation is really good. But the, like, I feel like, I don't know. I was like, man, I'm be, I haven't felt like I've been complimented in a while. Anyway, but she was literally just like, I love your nails. And they're just pink. Like they're just like a normal pink color. <laughs> Nothing crazy. Um, but she's like, oh, I love your nails. Like it's such a nice color. Like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. I was like, you know what? And I walked away and I was like to my partner, I was like, here's your boot shoes. And I was like, she liked my nails. <laughs> <laughs> I feel good. I was like, it's just smiled for the next three minutes. I was like, but that simple little thing changed my thought process, right? Mm. Changed my posture, changed my approach, like the way I looked like, and everyone listening to this just needs to know that those little compliments and just you know, how can you help one person every single day and make a difference in their lives? Because you never, ever know what that tiny little thing might mm. do. Like that's a really big trigger, and especially the- like when you never know what they're really going through. Like mm. you might have one little, you might smile at that one person or you might like, you know, compliment them and it might actually stop them from making decisions in their life. You just don't know, you know? Yeah. And like starting a conversation with a complete stranger, like, you don't know where that can lead to. Like, That's it. I think I'm not sure I spoke about this in the other podcast, but I'll tell the story quickly again for the listeners. Um, I ran an event and we did like a good deed challenge. We had to pass out notes to strangers. And I was just walking around. I was had to give up free notes. And then my last note, I saw this dude and he just like, he just looked non-approachable. And I was like, I was a bit nervous approached him. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I just got to go up and say hello to him. And I remember I gave him the note and he like, he took his sunnies off and just like stared me in the eyes. I think, like, oh crap. And he's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I just um just wanted to give you this note. I just felt called to give you this note. He opened it and he like he looked at me. He's like, no way. I was like, what? And he goes, I literally just drove down. I think you said from Gladson or Bundaberg, somewhere eight hours away. He drove down in a 10-seater bus full of people from a church up in Bundaberg. And what he said was that they were driving on the highway, picked a random place to pull off, which ended up being in Cloundra and Sunday Coast set up there so then they can spread the message of the Lord. And then he said, um, me me that day and me coming up to him was like the biggest, um, he said it was the biggest feeling that of God that he's had 
since he's been on this travel because he said we came here to push this message and it feels like i've been connected with a spirit and like he just started talking wow. to me a lot about religion and god and yeah wow it was just it was a powerful thing but this all came from just me having a conversation with a dude yeah and that just shows wow. the power of you know if you just go up to someone and say hello you never know where that mm. conversation can go oh that's it like conversation mm. and i don't know about you like i love people like that's the reason yeah. i'm a light is to help people but when you experience something like that and you know that like little like fun and awesome little amazing or they're pretty big big things like that or miracles happen or you know just coincidences or whatever mm. you want to call them happen I, I like it just i don't know about you but my love for people just grows even more and more yes. and more like and it's just like it just reminds yourself of your own purpose and like mm. we're all here to help each other like there is no enemy like we're all here to help each other um helps you feel human again oh yeah 100 100 <laughs> you're like my bad day wasn't really that bad yeah <laughs> someone who's had a really bad day um but yeah i'd love to um get back to your book because i know especially with a thing like a book that's a big deal it's a big goal to achieve like what was the steps in terms of the belief to start creating that book like did you have to make sure you had all the knowledge first or was it more of something just like i've got the resources and skills now i just need to find a way to get it done yeah it's really interesting because like i find it a little bit hard to answer i guess that question because i really do believe that this book was all revelation like mm. it literally was like i really believe that god spoke to me and was like hey you're gonna write a book and it's gonna be called third days to happiness and like i didn't name the book at all like it literally like i don't know where the heck that name came from you know what I mean yeah um he's like but you're not gonna you're not ready to write it yet so I went through three years of just a lot of stuff that Mm. allowed me to finish the book um but the process I guess the belief system was I'm just going to trust the process and whatever happens it's happening for the right reason like I think the book really helped me to trust the process and Mm. just going all right well these are the chapters all right how can I you know fill them with words and light and just things to help people with um but yeah i think the the best way to start a book if anyone's interested in the process is the title like what's the actual mission behind it Mm. like behind everything that you're about to write um and i think you have i mean like everyone's got different purposes but knowing your own purpose and why you want to write that book is really Mm. important because then you're writing purposeless um, and then every chapter, what does that really mean if you're not writing with a purpose and an intention? So really set intent and purpose. And then simply just write the cha- name of the chapters and everything else will just come. Like mm. in, in your creative time, when you, you know, when you get that spurt of, you know, creativity or revelation, you'll just sit down and write and it will be yeah. so beautiful. That's, yeah, that's great advice. Just knowing the why, the purpose behind it yeah. and just take an action and trust the process. Because I know a lot of people get caught up in everything has to be perfect before you start. But I think yeah. it's just as long as you're going with good intentions and you know why you have those intentions and just starting, yeah. it's going to end up in a place where it's meant to end up. That's it. And trusting the process is such a big thing um, when it comes to taking fast action, especially mm. if you're a perfectionist. Like I, I used to be a massive perfectionist. Like everything had to be, you know, to the standard. Yeah. Um, for it to be perfect and succeed and everything um or someone else's standard or my own standard or whatever um but then yeah I think just after building my first business I was like I can't be perfect like it's Mm. it's literally plateauing me 
<laughs> you know, yeah. that's why, that's why uh, if people don't know why their business isn't growing, it's probably because you're not taking fast enough action and you're not mm. trying something new, you know, or you have, or you've been sitting in a comfortable position for too long. So I think that is a high performance habit that, you know, I built was take fast action. doesn't have to be perfect, but there will be a time where you will have to perfect that fast action if it succeeds, if that makes sense. No, 100%. That makes sense. And it's just about like growing 1% every day, even like educating yourself 1% every day, like learn something new. Like it doesn't have to be like, you know, like an hour listening to a book. It could literally just be a quick Google search on a random fact you didn't know anything about. Like just something that makes no sense, but you still know something more than you did yesterday. It's all about having that growth because I'm like, if you learn more tomorrow, you've got more that people don't know from yesterday. It's just keeping on building on top of that. Yeah, that's it. And like the scarcity mindset, like you have a giving attitude, right? And there's no scarcity Mm. behind it because you're like, I'm here for a mission. I'm here to help people. I will give, right? Mm. But then there's some stuff that you just don't give because you put into a course and you create something absolutely fantastic that people can purchase, right? And it's just a strategic way of doing it. Like you don't have to give away absolutely everything, but you're so right with growing. Like where I am right now, I'm not sure where you are right now, 10 years time, we will be doing something on the same line probably because we will live in purpose. But yeah. Probably something completely different in mm. a, in relation to growing 1% for 365 days times 10. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that's a lot of hours to learn. Yeah. Um, so if you think of it that way, like we're just going to, we're going to be so intelligent in 50 years time. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> we learn every day, you know, like trivia, I'll be winning every trivia at the pub. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're about to put me and you on the same team. No. We clean them out. <laughs> Win every time. <laughs> Free meat tray. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, in creating your book, did you have any like anyone that you had as like an inspiration in terms of authors or just anyone in general? Yeah. Um, Dean Graziosi. I love that guy so much. Like he mm. is the guy who started all my personal development love. Like always like I've read Millionaire Success Habits is the book that I read that he wrote. He's written quite a few. But Millionaire Success Habits is like the habit, that book like changed my mindset when I came mm. out of that like depressed state. So yeah. I read that book every single year for like four years straight and I did all that. You know, you just read the book and then um, you're just like, oh, yeah, that was cool and don't do anything about it. But every time I read it, I'm like pen, paper, like actually do the exercises. Mm. So I think that book actually helped me write my book if that makes sense. Um, mm. I wasn't important. like, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it's just important to study books, not just reading. Mm. Oh, mm. 100%. Yeah, that's it. And like, I'm a really big believer in like, you know, sit down, highlight it, like um, mm. take notes, but also be in the moment and enjoy it. Like I, if, you, if you're if you a slow reader and like, that's a good thing, you know, yeah. you, you actually are going to retain the information and um, everyone's different, but if you're able to read, like this is what I say, if you're able to read two pages and retain all the information, actually learn something off it and implement it to your life and take notes wow. over a whole chapter a night and then you don't do anything about it, that's like the quality difference of yeah. reading something slowly and short rather than something fast and long just for the sake of reading a new book. Mm, quality over quantity. Mm, 100%. What, what's some book recommendations, Jeff? Mm, good. People out there. Good question. Um. I try and read a new book every month because I also do audio books, but I, I always love physically reading a book because it just, I don't know, it gives me a sense of peace and I love visually be able to see 
think maybe because I'm a visual learner, I can like mm. read something and I'll be like, all right, I vision it, I do this and I'll like retain the information a lot faster. Um, but I've got my book collection over here. Um, what have I got? I've got, so Think and Go Rich, You Can't Go Wrong. Great book. Yeah, Think and Go Rich is great. Uh, you just need, again, be very slow with reading it. It took me a long time to read properly because I, oh gosh, there's so much information in that book that you just have to continue reading over like, mm. you know, I think the guy, oh, what's his name? Bob Proctor, he died this year. Anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he literally will read like like one page or a sentence of that every single day for the last like 40 years or something like that. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, Millionaire Success Habits by Nick Graciosi. Mm. Um, I'm currently reading The Buddha and the Badass by Vishen Lee County. Um, I've only just started that, but it's pretty good so far. And it's good, I guess, maybe for your audience with, you know, high performance habits and, um, you know, kind of getting that step further. 30 Days to Happiness, my book. <laughs> Definitely. Um, what else have I read? I love a lot of spiritual books as well. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm like, you know, just learning more about understanding your emotions and where they're coming from. Like I'm not really new agey. I'd yeah. say I'm Christian, not new agey at all. Um, but I did read this book and it was called The Seat or the, oh no, it's called The Heart of the Soul. And I was mm. like, oh, here we go, you know, um, talking about different things. Um, but I read it and I'm after that book, I have had a massive overmind with like, you know, different types of books because I believe you can have your own mm. values and beliefs, but you'll always learn something from a book you'll always like that you'll read. Now, yeah. that changed my mindset actually. Yeah, the, the Heart of the Soul. So that book actually helped me control my emotions. It was amazing. And it was just about feeling it. Like, and I was going through, I was like, yeah, I think it was just got out of a really like kind of like a three and a half year relationship. Yeah. And I like obviously had a lot of anxiety and I was like, all right, well, it teaches you, I was like, where in the body do you feel your hurt or your pain or like just being really aware of, okay, like um, I'll be driving it all of a sudden, something will remind me of something and I'll get anxiety. I'm like, all right where is this anxiety and this pain in my body? They're like, all right, it's in my left side of my chest. Now, okay, it's okay that I have anxiety and I know where it's coming from. I do some breathing and I just say to myself, it's not going to last forever. It's mm. going to be okay. And I just kept saying it to myself. <laughs> that to me, like seriously got me through everything. That was um my little system, I guess. But knowing where you, like where the, where you're, anxiety or anger or sadness or even happiness like where is it in the body and being really aware of it i think that's very interesting mm. i'd say to the listeners as well next time you feel anxious anger overwhelmed or stressed try pinpoint where you do feel in that body and regulate it and breathe for it and actually action item what holly just spoke about because that that's an amazing thing you just touched on yeah so do you do you when you breathe because you do a lot of breathing Mm-hmm. Is this, I don't know if this is actually a thing, but for example, if you have anxiety in the left side of your chest, if you use that analogy, and you place your hand on that pain and then you do your breathing exercise, is that a thing? Yeah, it can be. It can help you identify it and it helps you get out of your mind and become present okay. with your body. So it's just all about becoming still and present with yeah. yourself. And especially if you're so, like for people who, or even myself in the past, I struggle with very severe anxiety, like just little things would yeah. trigger me. I, I was so in my head that I couldn't just focus on my breath. So being able to bring more of my sensory, um, my sensory, what's the word I'm looking for? My sensory attention, that's it, yeah. to a certain part of my body, especially my breath, my breathing, and my feeling of my hands, which has helped me then to be like, cool, now we can release this. 
Mm, being able to release it, that's a whole nother level, right? Because we yeah. hold everything in. I think being aware of it actually allows your energy to flow a lot easier to be able to release it. Otherwise, you just block. And that was something I think they spoke about. This is a long time when I read this book <laughs> ago. But from what I can remember, it's just like you end up when you're not aware of your emotions and you don't know how to breathe through and you're not aware of it. Mm. It's just blockages all over your body. Yeah. Like and it's like energy blockages. Anyway, I thought that was super interesting. No, it's true. And it's just been able to regulate it all and understanding it. And the more this comes back to the one percent as well. Like the more consistent you are with the work you put in yourself, like the more resilience and strength you're gonna build mm. and the less triggered you'll be going forward with things that have triggered you in the past. Like me, I'm a bit of a um obsessive now with breath work. So yeah. Like I'm always like every single time I catch myself not inhaling for six seconds in, six seconds out. I straight away put my point of focus back to my breath, like any given time during the day. So I'm trying to, at the moment, not trying to, I am being cautious of my language there, but I am um, implementing six seconds in, six seconds out breath, just because mm. we're meant to be doing six inhale exhalations per minute. And the majority of the population rather over breathes or under breathes. Yeah. And it causes a lot of our mental health issues, even physical issues. Like there's so much negative effects that come from our breathing not being regulated as normal but majority of the population are not aware of this and that's the message that i'm trying to push because i was reading the study as well i think it was 80 or 90 percent between that range of people that work in the office job can majority of the time during the day go up to 90 seconds without taking a breath wow yeah, yeah. well i 100 i reckon that's true yeah, I was, uh, that was a cool book. It's called Breathe by James Nestor. And he just goes mm-hmm. into so much detail about breath. But yeah, if you want to listen to a lot about breathing and the impacts and tools you can use to improve your mental state and your physical well-being, definitely check out Breathe. Oh, I'll definitely have to do that. You know what? I've been breathing way more since we had a conversation last. I was like, you, I was like, you give me all these <laughs> ideas. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to breathe. And I've been breathing in the car. And then I'm noticing a lot more um when I'm holding my breath mm. because I'm I don't know what it is but like I've always been the person who will like hold my breath but I'll be thinking and I don't even realize and I'll go <sighs> and have a really big sigh yeah and then like for example my partner who is just like are you okay <laughs> I was just like oh I just forgot to breathe like yeah. um because I wasn't obviously present in the moment um but yeah I still do that and it's almost like a sense of like peace when I do that though yeah but- it is I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that was it's, interesting. It's because you, as as humans, you don't very much experience stillness at all, especially in the modern era, yeah. because we've got so much things, so much distractions, so much tasks, so much stuff to do, especially yeah. high-performing people like yourself and me. So having those like even six-second inhale holds is so peaceful. Then when we yeah. exhale, we've got that build up of carbon dioxide that just when we release that, just slows our heart rate and blood pressure and gets us feeling calm again. But those moments of stillness are just so crucial, even if it's like yeah. four times six different sessions a day. Like mm-hmm. little things like that can just bring a big change yeah. to people's lives. That's awesome. And like I've been breathing a lot in the car. Like that is my mm. time where I've been breathing and like meditating and that kind of thing. Obviously not my eyes shut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so skilled, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just like your um, third eye drive for you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Tesla run, you know. <laughs> no. Um but yeah, my time when I stretch and breathe is when I stretch and literally breathe. I stretch mm. and breathe. When I breathe, I stretch at the same time. And that's a chapter in my book. And I literally, I did it this morning and I forgot how important it is. Like when you're so mm. caught up 
stretching and breathing, like pretty much the same, like the sixth method um, is probably what I would, probably what I would stick to, but I don't really think about it that much, but I just mm. focus on my breath, focus on the out, focus on stretching and, you know, expanding your muscles and that just like my, if my mental health, so much better when I stretch and breathe at the same time. And it's almost just like a yoga flow kind of situation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that changed my life as well. It's like pulling the plug in the bathtub and just letting the little water go and emptying it when you're doing like um, yoga and just mindfulness practices. Hey? Pretty much. Yeah, that's it. And like with stuff like that, we're, we're let's be honest, we're all pretty lazy. Like, you know, I can't be mm. stuff stretching and breathing and actually putting my attention and, you know, like I'm like that sometimes. I'm like, I can't really be stuff like for stretching for 20 minutes. Yeah. But when I do do it, like I did this morning, I did it outside. It was a beautiful day. I was like, man, I feel good. You know, yeah. now I just want to like smash my workout. That's the beautiful thing about your book. If someone doesn't know where to start with habits and implementing these things, like in this book, you literally don't just talk about the habits you got to do, but you have routines that people can implement and like even nutritional foods that they can eat or exercises they can do. Like there's okay. so much bloody detail in this book like it's so much value in this book it's an epic yeah i, I just love it i'm definitely going to read it again and recommend it to many people as i can because i feel oh, like thank you it's gonna yeah it's gonna impact a lot of people yeah it's interesting because it, there's a lot of content in there and it's not mm. personalized to each individual but it gives you ideas and because it's 30 different chapters like it's 30 completely different things but at the very last chapter it brings it all together nicely for why mm. I know that's what I believe in. Yeah. I'd love to um ask you some questions I've written down. Yeah, go yes. for it. Sweet. So um what, what would your advice be to someone that's starting maybe like the wellness slash spiritual journey? So maybe just reflecting back on when you had that moment of feeling depressed and suicide, and the next day you felt that change. Like what advice would you give someone that has had that similar experience? Yeah, I think you just got to make a decision to move on. And like, let's just say you've had that similar experience to what I have. Mm. You walk, you've just got to vision yourself walking into a new journey, into mm. a new season, and you've got to leave that old you behind. You can use that old you to build a business, you know, coach people that are going through the same thing, um, to tell your story and share it for good. But you don't need to go backwards. Like you don't yeah. need to go back to those addictions and those people that you're surrounding yourself with and those negativity and those thoughts. Like I would literally like, this is very strange, but I would envision yourself stepping into like over the line into a new area, into a new atmosphere, into a new you pretty much. Mm. Um, and then I'd actually write down like, write down all the things that you want to become now that you're in this new era. And this is so random. I don't know where this is coming from because I've never even like said this in my life. <laughs> That's a great but, answer. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, this is like, I would write down everything that you want to become. So I want to become healthy. I want to become positive. I want to become a go-getter. I want to become, you know, a happy husband. Like whatever's, you know, whatever's your life, right? Mm. Um, write down all the things you do want to become. And then all right, well, how can I become this? How mm. can I become this? And then as soon as you start working on yourself and you surround yourself with the right people, you know, you fix your posture, you start wearing clothes that you love and make you feel confident. Like it's all the little things, right? Mm. Going to the gym, like I know that was your number one, you know, that yeah. changed your life. Go for a walk every day, like start small, you know. 
Um, join a fitness group. They meet new people as well. Fit stop. There's millions of them in Australia. Yeah. Um, you know, like that's just the foundation is stepping into a new season in a new atmosphere, surround yourself with maybe some different people, listen to some positivity and fill your brain, your thoughts and your soul with something that you want to become more like. Mm. Get to the gym, exercise. We all know how good that is for you. Speak to people, find your people, speak to a mentor, just get your emotions out. Like I think that was my biggest thing. I had no one to talk to. I felt like I did. I probably did, but I didn't accept, I didn't allow myself to. So I think, yeah, with those bunch of different things, um, just work towards that list of who you want to become and start taking action on it. That was such a good answer that you answered about four of my questions in one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I tend to do that. Because <laughs> like one of them was, I, I wrote down a quote from your book that I saw and it was, don't change your goals, change your company. Mm. And I think that's so good because you touched on becoming clear on your goals or being clear of the person you want to become and then changing your company if you have to do so to become that person. And like in terms of advice to meet new people, you then also touched on that as well was getting to like to start off with just go to the gym and go to a fitness group because you're going to meet like-minded people that are trying to become a better version themselves or that are enjoying the same things that you're enjoying and that would just open the door to more people doing more things that you enjoy and they're just mm. it's like a big rabbit hole that a door that can open if you start just putting yourself yeah. out there more that's exactly right it's people like this world is full of people like this earth is full of water and people (laughs) that's pretty much it no um and some land yeah yeah a couple of trees a couple of trees few animals um but like literally this world is full of people uh so i'm sure there will be a few people out there um that are willing to support you uh that you look up to that you want to surround yourself with you've just got to i guess you know, put yourself out there, like go on meetup yeah. and go to a networking event, like go to a fitness group. Like now I think meetups are probably the best way to start. If you have absolutely no idea how to change a company Definitely. because everyone's in the same boat, everyone meets up mm. and they're like, Oh, I don't know anyone here. And they're in exactly the same boat as you, Yeah, you know, which is cool. Yeah. One of the best things I ever did in terms of um, put myself out there to meet people was joining a mastermind like yeah. that. That literally the amount of people I've met that, not just because they're like-minded and goal-driven, but the accountability they hold you to as well and the belief oh. they have in you in terms of your goals that you have in life. And mm-hmm. it's not—it's more so of how can we help you achieve this rather than what if you don't achieve this. Yeah, it's, it's all about the belief and it's just, yeah, oh. masterminds are a great way to start. Yeah, hitting now on the head, like 100%. Like masterminds have changed my life and I'm now part of one where it's like my family, right? You just yeah. start bouncing off ideas and it's like... When you when it's got different people in it as well, like you know that, like in, I don't know about you, but in my mastermind we've got all sorts of people, and it's a business based mastermind, um, mm. and yeah, all sorts of people, like people in wellness, people in like you know, um, I guess NLP space, psychologists, um, people who own hospitals, like it's just random, like people, yeah. right? Businesses and VA companies, LinkedIn coaches, like random people but we're all there for the same mission and same purpose and that is to live in purpose build our businesses and leverage off each other's intelligence mm. right and that's oh yes mastermind i'm glad you bring that up <laughs> it's amazing yeah and i just back everything you said because the one i go to is similar it's just great how there's so many diverse people in there different age groups different ethnicities uh, yeah. from all around the world like it's just 
just crazy like all the experience everyone has in one spot so if you can find a mastermind in your local area go if not find one online and i guarantee you won't regret it yeah 100 percent. my goal for next year when i launch my course the happiness formula um is to launch like a wellness mastermind an affordable one yeah. <laughs> it's not a billion dollars a year <laughs> um so yeah like um yeah if anyone's listening and they want to join an affordable health mastermind then yeah that's an opportunity next year yeah definitely keeping um keep in touch with holly and keep checking that out i've got one final lucky question for you so if you had to sit down for dinner with four people dead or alive who are those four people um dead or alive okay (laughs) i love this question (laughs) um ed millett i love that guy so much you know yeah. Millet? Yeah. I cool. literally I freaking love him so much. Like I don't know, but I just the love that, that comes out of his mouth and just the vibration when I listen to his podcast. I'm gonna be on his podcast one day. I'm literally don't let me die without being on his podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um Vision. yeah, Ed <laughs> Probably Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably Jesus. Um, because I'm sure he's extremely wise. Um ooh, who else? Oh, there's this chick called Kat Kerr. I'm trying to think of like different people, you know, like yeah. I don't even know Kat Kerr. This is very out there for the listeners. But she goes, um, God takes up to heaven all the time and she has she's a prophet and blah, blah, blah. So it's a bit like we're it's a bit crazy if um you're not into it. But I think she would be really cool and interesting. Um I'm trying to think who else. Yeah, Maybe Dean Graziosi, to be honest. Nice. That's yeah, a very diverse table. I like it. It is a lot. It's very, <laughs> oh, actually, no, probably Laurie Harder. Oh, I can't pick between Laurie Harder and Dean Graciosi. I've no Laurie Harder. I'll anyway, bring, I don't know. Bring them both. One could be a special guest. Oh, yes. <laughs> bring a friend. That's <laughs> yeah. no, cool. But um, thank you for jumping on the one talk. Where could everyone find Holly? Uh, you can find me on, it's interesting because I'm actually quite big on LinkedIn. Like that's where everyone follows me. <laughs> like that's where my following is. So follow me on LinkedIn and I'll sure connect with you. Um, Instagram, you know, if you want to, um, I don't know, I feel like I'm a little bit more personal on Instagram. It's not so much business related. Yeah. So that's holly underscore smith zero zero. Um, and then yeah, 30 days to happiness is pretty much the same on Instagram as 30 underscore two underscore days underscore to happiness or something like yeah. that and you've also got your podcast on spotify oh, yeah. apple and is it on youtube yeah it should yeah. yeah i do have youtube i just got to post on there more that's my goal for next year is to post more on youtube but yeah 30 days to happiness podcast is on spotify and apple awesome i'll make sure you check out the book guys check out the podcast check out the work holly's doing it's all amazing work and i definitely advocate for it all but also, Holly, just thank you for jumping on the one talk and being a part of our journey as well over here with myself and the listeners. So thank you. Oh, thank you. It's been so awesome. I love it. All righty, guys. Have a good night. Cheers. <laughs>